You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters, we are coming closer to the Nativity of our Lord. In these days, the scripture readings tend to be more explicit in speaking about the coming of Christ into the world. In the first reading from Prophet Jeremiah, Jeremiah spoke of a king that will come, a king who will be virtuous, and he will be a true king, truly wise, practicing honesty and integrity in the land. To understand this prophecy of Jeremiah, we must understand the history of the kings in Israel. Right from the beginning, when the people demanded Samuel to give them a king, Samuel already warned the people that Yahweh is your king. And if you choose to have an earthly king, like the rest of the pagan nations, that king would eventually make use of you, your children, your possessions, your property, and you would be slaves of the king. But they insisted. And so you look at the history of Israel. Most of the kings of Israel were bad, evil, and inept. There were a few good kings in between, but generally the kings of Israel were truly a failure. And that was why Israel became so divided internally. Leaders and the people were corrupt. And as a result of internal division, they could not withstand the onslaughts of their enemies from without. And that was why eventually Israel collapsed. Judah was the last to go. And Prophet Jeremiah, although he was known as a prophet of doom, he was actually a prophet that gave hope as well. After warning that the people would be banished into exile. He also gave them a glimpse of hope that the day would come when God will send them the true king. And this king will lead them back to him. The king will certainly restore the house of Israel so there was hope even in the midst of the imminent disasters facing the people of Israel. And that hope, my dear brothers and sisters, could only be fulfilled in Jesus. That is why during the next few days, until Christmas, we find that the readings will be taken also from the prophecies of Isaiah. 
because Isaiah prophesied about the messianic king in Isaiah chapter 9. This king will be filled with the messianic gifts of the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah chapter 7, the prophet said, the true king will come from a young maiden. And then in Isaiah chapter 9, that scripture text which we'll read on Christmas, he will be a wonderful counsellor, a prince of peace. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, all of Israel look forward to such a king that will bring justice to the nation. This king that will be one of integrity, honesty. As the responsible psalm said, in his days justice shall flourish and peace till the moon fails. This king, of course, in today's gospel, is realized in Jesus. Jesus is the fulfillment of the scriptures, of the prophecies in the Old Testament. That is why you notice the gospel text is taken from St. Matthew. St. Matthew was written for the Jews. He would always make use of Old Testament prophecies to show that Jesus was the fulfillment of the plan of God for humanity. That Jesus would be the one that would be truly fulfilling the scriptures. And so we are told that Jesus Christ came to be born in the person of Mary. And this King, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, would not just be any ordinary King. He is truly the King of Righteousness, so unlike the King of Israel. In fact, it's ironical to take note, huh? The last king of Israel was Jedekiah. Jedekiah means righteousness, but he was totally unrighteous. So much so he was blinded and led a captive into Babylon. Whereas Jesus, the righteous king. And this king is also the fulfillment of the scriptures because we know that God has always considered himself as the Emmanuel. God wants to be known as the God who is with us, among us. Remember when the Jews, the Hebrews, were suffering in Egypt, God said to Moses, I feel with these people in their misery, in their suffering. I want to be with them. I want to liberate them. And truly, this God who is called Emmanuel, today we are told that this would be fulfilled in Jesus because the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel. Jesus will be the ark of God in person. He will be the presence of God to his people. Jesus who would lived among his people, suffered with his people, carrying the people's sin and sufferings and infirmities. Jesus, the one who is identified with every human person. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, Jesus is not just Emmanuel, 
We know that he is truly the righteous king because he was born of a virgin. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, the prophecy was that the new king will be born of a young maiden. And St. Matthew changed it to a virgin. The virgin birth of our Lord was important. It was an important sign that God was creating anew the history of Israel. Jesus will be born of Mary, who is that virgin, a sign that it is the power of God. It is the Holy Spirit, as the angel told Joseph, that she would conceive Jesus by his power, not by man. It's a very powerful sign that God is at work in history. Of course, today there are many people who dispute, even Christians, whether the virginal birth of our Lord is truly a historical fact. Many try to explain it away because it is against science. And yet the truth is, if you cannot believe in the virgin birth of Jesus, why should you believe in the incarnation and the resurrection? Both are equally ridiculous. But they are not if you believe in the power of God. If the Lord Jesus was put to death, could be raised back to life, the incarnation is possible. So too, the virginal birth is possible. For God, everything is possible to those who believed in him. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, Jesus is not simply a testimony of how God is working in our life anew, but what underscores that Jesus is truly the righteous king and the king destined for us to bring order in this world. As I've said before, there is no world power, no superpower in this world that can bring peace. In fact, they only bring wars because every earthly king is concerned about his own narrow interests, not about humanity. At most, he might be concerned about his countrymen, at most. But he's not concerned about the world. He's not concerned about true justice. Only Jesus, the true king, he lives for everyone, regardless of race, language, or religion. He came to restore peace. And this Jesus, in order to be truly king, would have to be, of course, fulfill the scriptures, as in today's, again, first reading, a virtuous branch for David. Jesus could only be king if he were the son of King David. And thanks be to God, Joseph, who was the foster father, made it possible for Jesus to belong to the Davidic dynasty because he belongs to that line. 
And Joseph was the foster father, not the biological father. But you see how the scripture, the angel told Joseph, you must name him Jesus. The right to name a person makes Joseph a real father. And that is why Jesus is considered a descendant of King David. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, as we prepare for the Feast of Nativity, let us ask the Lord Jesus. Let us pray that we might be more like St. Joseph, always living a just and righteous life, a life of integrity, so that we can have peace within ourselves. If there is so much division in the world, it's because when there is no peace in our hearts, we bring division everywhere. Everywhere! Peace must begin within us. We must be at peace, a clear conscience. Then, then we can talk about peace in the world. And secondly, like St. Joseph, we need to pray. We need to discern. Without proper discernment, we cannot truly live a life that is in fidelity to God, according to His will. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.